0: The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. The eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had ordered them. When they all saw him, they worshiped, but they doubted. Then Jesus approached and said to them, All power in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to the Lord Jesus
0: Christ. As what I mentioned at the beginning of this Mass, we are celebrating today the solemnity of the Most Holy Trinity. And I want to Underscore the word celebrating because with a such profound mystery such as the trinity we can't really deepen our understanding of it through explanation through explaining it but rather by celebrating it celebrating it in our own relationship with the trinitarian god i remember reading about the Trinity commentaries after commentaries during my seminary days, and, and one spiritual writer said, well, if you think after you study theology that you, have, you can already explain God, then you failed theology. <laughs> the more we deepen our understanding of Him, the more we realize we don't know Him, <laughs> the more we seek. Him. But at the same time, too, when we celebrate Him, just like we celebrate our important relationships, the more we understand who they are to us and who we are to them. There is a liturgical principle that was taught early on in the seminary that we follow, and uh, it's really, um, it's, it's, it's simple yet profound, It's in Latin. I'll translate it in English. Lex orandi, lex credendi. Literally, it means the law, lex is law, oran, meaning to pray. The law of prayer is the law of faith, which means that the way we pray, the way we celebrate, especially the way we celebrate in the liturgy, explains what we believe, (laughs) meaning the way we celebrate the Trinity, most especially in our prayer, in our liturgy, also brings about our faith on this most important mystery of faith. The most fundamental way we celebrate the Trinity is through the sign of the cross. And I've explained year after year, the past years, what it means, why we touch our head when we talk about the Father or when we invoke the Father, why we touch our heart when we invoke the Son, and our shoulders when we touch the Holy Spirit or when we invoke the Holy Spirit. But as we invoke the Trinity, we remember the cross, the cross that brought us new life in God, that brought us access to divine life. And the cross, and the cross as the fundamental sign of the Trinitarian life, only talks about one thing, and that is love, self-giving love, sacrificial love. It's, I, I don't think it's coincidence that as we ponder on the sacrificial love that exists, that binds the Trinity. We are also commemorating this weekend, well, tomorrow, Memorial Day. Those people, our servicemen and women, who have given their lives for the sake of the country. A great testament to this this great mystery that we celebrate today. Sacrificial love is the Sign of the Trinitarian unity and community. But I remember, as I was pondering on this, the words of Pope Francis. Uh, I think it was March of two thousand seventeen. I, I googled it because I couldn't remember. And but I, his message, when I was reading it, really stayed with me and uh, also deepened my own. Um, my own understanding of what my priestly ministry is all about. This talks about that at the very core of our nature, at the very core of our nature, as created in God's own image and likeness, that is the Trinity. If the primary, primary essence of the Trinity is sacrificial love, so we are, so is nature. And he wrote this. Actually, it's not original to Pope Francis. When I did a little bit of research, the, the first time that it appeared was in a 14th-century poem um, by an Indian poet, and Pope Francis just lifted some of the words to fit the Christian message. But listen to this, rivers, rivers do not drink their own water. Trees do not eat their own fruit. The sun does not shine on itself. And flowers, flowers do not spread their fragrance for themselves. Living for others is a rule of nature. We are born to help each other. No matter how difficult it is, life is good when you are happy, but much better when others are happy because of you. It talks about the profundity of our essence as we can only realize uh, the fullness of our own humanity if we realize that I always have to be in relationship with the other, with my neighbor, and that my existence has only meaning because I am within a community. Even in priestly life, it's very true. You know, I can't absolve my own sins. (laughs) I wish I can. (laughs) Because most of my sins are repetitive. (laughs) I can't anoint myself when I'm sick. (laughs) All the things that we do fundamentally as priests, especially sacramental things, things that we can't really give to our own selves. Because at the very heart of priestly ministry, just like in every vocation, there is a call of self-gift to the other. And I only am able to realize the fullness of my own ministry if I am always sharing the gift that I receive in virtue of my own ordination. Does anyone know what is the most famous um, iconography or painting of the Trinity? For, for those of you who love art, uh, who love arts, what's the most famous one that you, I mean, there's no right or wrong answer, because what is famous to you might not be famous to me, and what is famous to me might not be famous to you, but this is a very uh, a very common. Uh, if you Google Trinity iconography, this is the first thing that you're gonna see in Google. Uh, do you have like a famous painting in your mind that depicts the Trinity? Is that okay? The Sistine Chapel. Okay. Uh, what else? Okay. The most famous one in Christian arts that depicts the Trinity is by Andrei Rublev. If you Google it, it's interesting. It's three persons, of course, the Trinity, but it depicts the three people who visited Sarah and Abraham. And you know what these three people are doing? in this image, as a picture of Trinity, they were looking at each other's eyes and they were pointing at one another. Interesting. They were looking at each other's eyes and they were pointing at one another. You know, as God, God can be, just say, complete in Himself and probably just immerse in Himself. Anyway, He doesn't need anything. He doesn't need anyone. But we can see that our God is a God of communion, God who is not just self-referential, but rather a God who is conscious of the other, conscious of a community. That is why Christianity cannot flourish without community. We cannot have just a private affair with God meaning the discipleship of other people and the total giving of myself to the other because i am created in this god who is deeply communitarian in nature i can only realize the fullness of myself if i do the same talk about this sacrificial love i've shared this on Mother's Day, but I, I, when I look at my schedule in, in, my, in my iPhone, I did not celebrate the Mother's Day Masses 7, 39, 10, 45. I did uh, the vigils and then the last two on Sunday, so I probably, you probably did not hear what I shared um, d- during that homily, but if you were at those Masses, just give me a break. <laughs> A few months ago, I got a call from our answering service, and it was um, a call for anointing. It was towards the end of the day, very dark already. You know, it was like winter time. And uh, when I heard the address, it was a Portland address. But you know, here in Beaverton, you can you have a Portland address, and you're like a few miles away only. So I said, okay, it's, it's probably like near. But when I put it in my GPS, it was like, uh, it was just like close to the east side. And I was like, oh my. And you know, humanity on me s- struck again. It's like, ah, there are other parishes nearby. <laughs> but I went. I, I went. And uh, it took me a while to find a place uh, because it was one of those apartments. And... Uh, Finding an apartment in Portland in multiple complexes is just, like, you know, a maze. But I finally found the place, and I knocked at the door, and I was received, and I was brought up to, to, to the second floor of the apartment where, where the lady was. Um, and we celebrated the anointing. She was terminal. Um, they cannot do anything else. She was in her 40s. And then the lady told me, "Father, can we have a private talk?" And we did. In the course of the conversation, she asked me about funeral preparation. Was asking me about the cost for funerals. Father, you probably celebrated so many funerals. I said, "Yeah, I couldn't count anymore." But she was asking me about fu- funeral costs, like in the, you know, in the funeral home, and and all of that and you know is there a cost for mass and all of that and i said i don't really know but at saint cecilia you know you spiritually donation and you don't have to and then she told me father i just when you leave this place i just want you to remember me i know the family would inform it and i told them that when i pass away i just want you just to pray for me and offer one of your sunday masses for me because i told them that I don't want to have a funeral because we're very, very poor and we could barely pay for our rent. I told my family not to worry about my funeral. My heart just sank. You know, talk about, talk about sacrificial love. The very, you know, we want to have a good farewell, right? I want to. But this mother is willing to give this up because she doesn't want to be a burden to the family. I was just like, talk about total commitment to her vocation. And I said, you know, I will personally be the one to celebrate your funeral if that happens and you don't have to worry a single cent. Oh, she just... She just cried and cried and cried. But she said, Father, just a mass. Am I talking too much? Just a mass is sufficient. That's what it means by sacrificial love in communion. Her in communion with her family. She was just worried about her child. She has three children, and one of them um, has a cognitive disability and he was the one who was taking care of, of her there while all the others are working. And all throughout, she was just joyful, joyful, never negative. And she was telling me, Father, the only, I probably finish like 10 or 15 rosaries a day because that's the only thing that I could do. Talk about sacrificial love in there, the Trinity. You know, she became an apostle to me that very moment. What's interesting in the gospel today, you know, a a very short gospel, it happened prior to the ascension of Jesus, just before the ascension. We were told that Jesus ordered the disciples to go to the mountain. It's like, why are you even asking these guys to go to the mountain? Why don't you just give your last will and testament in a room? He ordered them, he said, as he was being raised to the heavens. And we were told that they worshiped him, but they doubted. They worshiped him because They were His disciples, but they were not yet ready to be His apostles. What's the difference between a disciple and an apostle? A disciple is someone who follows. An apostle is someone who is sent. Many times, you know, we can be stuck just being disciples. It's like, oh, I'm good at following. I'm good at following your law. I'm good at following your commandments. I'm good at this. But to live in the Trinitarian love doesn't just mean staying as a disciple. We have to graduate as an apostle. We have to be willing to be sent. Despite our fears, despite our our um, weaknesses, despite our, all, all, all the things that deter us to be out there. This is one of the most vital signs of the Trinitarian spirit in our lives, that I am able to go out of my comfort zone, that I am able to go out of my own self, and be in the mission, therefore, to build communities. You know, one of the things that I hate, two, two minutes, I, one of the things that I hate about this p- pandemic is it really fractured our sense of community. I am not just about talking to the parish, but the community as a whole, even myself, you know, with, when, when I go to like Safeway or to Costco, I don't even look at people anymore. I just look at feet, and when I, when I see feet, I stay away from feet. <laughs> when I see bodies, I stay away from bodies. You know, I don't even look at smiles anymore. Well, you can't. <laughs> I don't even see eyes anymore, just like, just like the Trinitarian persons in Rublev's painting. I don't. It fractured a sense of our community. That is why everything that's happening is so, is so uh, opposed to who we are. That's why we, we can't wait to get out of this. One of the things that I miss a lot during this time as a priest, you know, this is my guy who's like, creepy, weird. If you hear this, human touch. You know, I'm I'm sort of a hugger. But also human touch in the celebration of the sacraments. In the celebration of the sacraments, all throughout this pandemic, we were even suggested to use cotton balls to anoint kids for baptism. There's some power with your thumb touching the forehead of the kid to be baptized. We've lost all of that. You know, the majority of people that come to me for one-to-one appointments, most of them are struggling from isolation. That is why this Celebration of the the Trinity is a reminder for us that if you want to flourish and realize the fullness of our own potentials, we have to be connected with one another. Don't get me wrong, you know, there are also, you know, advantages for me throughout this pandemic. I'm an introvert, you might not believe me, but I am an introvert. It always, okay, on that note, <laughs> let's live the very essence of who we are. We're connected with one another. Let's look at one another with the eyes of God. With the eyes of God, regardless of color, regardless of background, regardless of economic status, regardless of whatever that divides us. Let's look at one another with the eyes of love, because that's who we are as created in the image and likeness of the Trinitarian God.